This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich. Hello and welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. My name is Tom Ruich and today's episode is called How to Build a Network That Works. Virginia Mooskies is my guest today. She's the founder of Master Connectors, Inc. and the creator of Referral Alchemy. Solo entrepreneurs hire her to show them how to add 100K plus to their revenue without investing in complicated funnels or ad spend. Virginia is a referral marketing strategist, a speaker, podcast host, six-figure success summit host, master connector, Ohana leader, napkin plan creator, brainstormer, culinary genius, scarf knitter, 35-year wife of Victor, mom to Nicole and Megan, and Gigi to her grandson, Kingston. And she is a longtime business acquaintance, friend, and inspiration for yours truly. Virginia Muskies, welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. Yeah, Tom, that was one hell of an introduction. I couldn't have written it better myself. Ah, go figure. <laughs> well, there's a lesson in that, right? You want to do you want to share the lesson in that? Except the part where where you said that I was inspira- an inspiration to you, which really flattered me because you made that shit up. Yeah, that you know that that part that part I added. But the the, the lesson, of course, is you know, write your own bio. Control tells, the message. Control the control message. The message. Yep. Yeah. Now that said, I've had guests who send me their bio, and when they get onto the pre-call, I say. Hey, I got news for you. I rewrote your stuff. I don't say your stuff sucked, but I say I rewrote your stuff. It'll be better. Trust me. Um, feel free anytime you want. I can give you the Canva link. You can hop right in there, zhuzh it up. I'm for you. You go. Yeah, no, this uh, you you are a pro. Your bio was just right. This was a this was a cut and paste job, and then I just had to put on my. Uh, podcast voice and and present it with some energy and some verve which you know it's easy to get fired up and energetic when you're in the room so welcome again hey networking yeah networking master um you talk all the time about what you call networking systems and i know from my own experience and from watching others that networking is one of those things you you dabble in it you step into it you step away from it you do it for a while you stop doing it for a while you try this you try that but networking systems tell us what you mean okay the truth of the matter is everybody actually has a system for networking it just depends on whether the system they're using 
is actually effective at creating the results that they want. One of my favorite systems, which I don't really highly recommend, is um, what I call the bag o' shame approach. So, <laughs> so, so again, this was sort of, it was really funny pre-pandemic, right? So the pandemic kind of shifted things a little bit, but, um, and, and we're getting back there, right? But, you know, before the pandemic, we would go to an event and you would meet people and you would be like, hey, here's my card, give me your card, here's your card, blah, blah, blah. And you'd like exchange business cards, right? And then you'd go home and you'd have like this handful of business cards, eight, 10, 12 business cards. Half of the cards were given to you by people that you really wish hadn't given you their cards in the first place. The other ones, you don't remember why you got, why you exchanged business cards and you end up with these cards and you're like, I have no idea how to follow up with these people. So when I figure that out, I'll get to it. And you just sort of like push them aside on your desk until pretty soon you get a stack and you reach for your coffee and the stack falls over and you say a few choice cuss words and you reach for a a, a rubber band and you put a rubber band around it and then you shove it in a drawer. And then eventually you do that enough times that the drawer is full and every time you open it up, there are little people in there going, but you said you'd follow up. Do I smell? Am I not pretty enough for you? What happened? So you you feel really guilty. You got to empty the drawer. So you put it in a Ziploc bag and you stuff it in a closet. And that is most people's system for networking. Yep. And and I swear to you listeners and viewers, I did not share this story with Virginia. I am sitting about seven feet away from a closet. And as closets will do, the thing began to accumulate crap. And so a couple of months ago, I went into that closet and I said, I'm going to do some crap clearing. And among the things that I found in this closet was a plastic bag with, I think, 500 business cards in it that went all the way back to the early 2000s and on from my networking days when I was running MarketVolt, the email service provider I founded back in the back in 2001. I mean, you told my story right there. And I know that people who are listening and who are watching have lived this story. We also have a mutual friend, uh, Daniel, <laughs> who, who built a business on, the bag on, on that very thing. Hand me your pile of business cards and I'll put them into a spreadsheet for you. Now, even then, (laughs) you know, that's a valuable service. But even then, you have people who are sitting on that spreadsheet saying, yeah, right. Now what? So let let me follow up the story with this, right? So talking about the systems. So like you, I too, I too had my bag of shame. And, um, and I know better because why? So I have a system, right? <laughs> so the, the deal is, is that, you know, connections never lead to cash flow. I will say that again. Connections never, ever, ever lead to cash flow. Do you know what creates cash flow? Conversations. Conversations lead cash flow, lead to cash flow. Now you need to have connections in order to find people to have conversations with. And then those conversations can lead to cash flow. So what I did with my bag of shame, knowing that conversations lead to cash flow, is I, at the beginning of the pandemic, when it like all shut down and you couldn't go anywhere and everybody was like super locked down, I got my bag of shame and I don't even know where these people came from or how long I've had these, these business cards. 
I called every single person. It was about four weeks into the pandemic. And I called every single person. I was like, uh, Hey, Tom, you probably don't remember me. I'm Virginia Muskies. Couldn't even tell you where we met, but I have your business card and I'm doing penance right now. And, um, and I'm calling you and I don't even remember how long it was, but I know I promised to call you. So I'm keeping my promise. How's the pandemic going? <laughs> uh -huh. doing? So, you know, I didn't get through all those cards in, in one day or one week, but here was the very interesting thing. Everybody had a story to tell. Some people bought my products. Some people needed things and I was able to refer them to partners. And all told, there was $100,000 in that bag of shame. Yeah. Not all for me, but for me and my referral partners. Mm -hmm. So um, regardless of whether those business cards are 20 years old or 20 hours old, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you want to have a system for like amping that up. So I, I recommend all the time that people take those business cards, go out to LinkedIn, connect with the people and sincerely say, holy crap, I was cleaning out my closet, found a big old bag and your card was in it. So I thought I'd reach out and connect to you in the modern age, right? All you got to, and yeah. who knows what's going to come of that. But if you've got 500 cards and just 2% of those people are interested in telling store, better stories, you're going to pick up clients out of that. Right. And right. you're going to pick up referrals for other people. And lots of people are going to ignore you. Lots of people have been, are out of business by 20 years ago now, whatever. But at the end of the day, at least then when you take that bag and you put it in the Tarasha canna, you're not like, man, I just threw out $100,000. You can say to yourself in all honesty, well, better late than never, but I worked it. I actually yep. got the balls to pick up the phone and to work it. So yep. connect with people on LinkedIn. Then you pick up the phone and say, hey, I messaged you on LinkedIn. Da -da 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 -da. What's going on? Yep. How's yeah. And, and, and so there's a, there is a system and a process to doing this. It's not just, hey, how are you doing? Let me tell you about my thing. Pitch, 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 pitch and pray. The what, you know, the old pitch slap. Um, that's not what you're doing in this no. case. Tell us a little more about what happens, how you turn a connection mm -hmm. into a conversation and then into cash. Well, the first thing you need to know is that the most interesting people are the ones who don't talk so much and which yeah. is hilarious for two podcast hosts to be on a show doing nothing but talking. Right. Uh, but when you're meeting new people, when you're following up with people, when you're considering people for the first time and you want to build that relationship, the way I look at it is I feel like I'm interviewing people about whether or not they get to be in my world. Mm-hmm. So when you're the interviewee, the interviewer trying to hire someone into your company, you do a lot more listening than you do talking. Mm -hmm. And I believe, well, you know, Robin Dunbar is a sociologist out of the UK. He's written a number of, of books about how we congregate and aggregate into social groups. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he, uh, one of his models is that for the most part, we can handle about 150 to 250 connections. And they vary in depth from my husband, my daughters, and my grandson, whom I know intimately, to my close business associates like you and, and Daniel, like some of those people, to tangential people, right? All the way out to, you know, I know their name and I see them at church and I wave. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, but 150 to 250, 250 is if you're really extroverted. So you get a lot of energy from people. 
150 is more like if you're an introvert, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to be interviewing them to let them, they got to get permission to be on my island, man. Right. So I, I think of my network as it is, um, it is my own deserted island and I sit on the uh, throne in the middle of it. And then I decide who gets to come in and who gets to stay on the ships. And, you know, uh, some people don't get to hit the sandy beaches even, you know? So I think that's the, that's the real key in the conversation. And what I want to know from people is how are you, what's going on in your business what kind of challenges are you facing? What kind of things are you striving for? What have you achieved since we last talked? Um, okay. I'm, I'm, what you know? Are you, are you out around town networking? Where are you hanging out? Is it? Are you drinking? Are you drinking beer these days? Like whatever it is, I, I want to find out about them, and I want to see: Do I have energy and a vibe with them? And I'm also looking to see. I, my number one thing is I let them talk the entire scheduled time. And what I'm waiting for is for them to say, oh my gosh, I didn't do anything but talk about me the entire time. We need to get together so I can learn about you. I'm like, uh, okay, you can yeah. be on my island. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. If in the middle, they get kind of the middle and they're like, whoa, you know, well, what about you, Virginia? I haven't, I, we haven't, start, we're, half, we're half an hour in and you haven't told me anything about you. Uh, tell me about you. I'm going to go ahead and take that opportunity, but I'm waiting for them to say to me, well, what about you? Mm -hmm. Because partners are only partners when you're in reciprocity. Right. And part of the reason that we uh, most entrepreneurs are overgiving, they're out there, give, 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 but they're not getting anything in return. And it's largely because they're networking with takers. And yep. there's a lot of them. And if you're listening, you know, dear listener, if you're look, if you have like, think like, oh, is that me? You know, think about that. Are you doing all the talking or are you doing half the talking, half the listening? Are you, are you getting all the referrals or are you getting the referrals and giving the referrals? And if I don't have referrals, how can I reciprocate? What can I do to support you? Um, because I think it's really important that we go into every conversation with reciprocity in mind. But for yeah. me, because I know better and people who know better do better, I'm really testing the waters to see, is this person going to live in reciprocity with me? And that starts with, are they curious about me in any way, shape or form? Yeah, I love it. And, and one of the really critical points that you've made is citing that, uh, that study or that theory about 150 or so people, because what you've described here is a relationship that requires attention and that requires investment and time. And, and you simply can't do that with thousands and thousands of people. And, and there are people out there who are striving to build their LinkedIn connections to you know, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, and sure, it looks good. And it, it establishes some measure of authority in the, in the social media world in that game. <clears throat> but it's not practical or possible to serve a network of 10,000 people uh, and truly in the sense of serving. In relationship. Look, yeah. I don't have, I don't have any problem. I'm a list builder. You're a list builder. I, yep. I condemn us not. Okay. Right. Because here's the thing. If you have a list of 10,000, 12,500 people, 
2% of them are going to be in your nexus, one to 2%. Right. So you do need a bigger list because when I talk to you, if I don't vibe with you, I'm not kicking you. I'm not, get off my list, Tom, right. you suck. Right. No, I'm going to leave you on my list and I'm going to serve you. I'm just not going to, I'm going to serve you in the, in the, in the most minimal way that I can provide value for you with not, without feeling like you're taking from me. So I'm right. only going to give you what I'm willing to give for free. And I'm not going to give you what I need reciprocity for, which is another lesson, right? There's lots of things that you and I give away for free. We're going to talk about one at the end, right? There's lots of things that we've done and created and, and want to share with other people. And I feel like that's, um, you know, that's what we give for free. We determine what we're going to give out for free and yeah. what we're not going to give out for free. And right. so I'm willing to continue to create some content. And a lot of it is really about testing the virality of my ideas and the validity of my ideas. So I know like the 2%, they're always going to click. Right. Right. They're always looking. They're always clicking. They're always there. The other ones, if I can get a, let's say I get a 3%, like I get to a 3%, I'm like, oh, that is a topic that I should, but like that, I should make a course about that. I should do a thing with that because that's mm -hmm. juicy. I'll make some more, I'll make some TikToks. I'll do some more. I'll see what else I get. So that then when I'm out there creating stuff I want to sell, I'm actually creating to an audience that woke up and went, whoa, not mm -hmm. just the audience that's in my network. But one of the things that's super interesting, Tom, about building these relationships, and you can appreciate this, it takes 200 hours of interaction for us to create a friendship. This is why our, our, our elementary school buddies are still our buddies. Like we're 60 and our fifth grade best friend is still part, maybe not intimate, but still, we, we still call him a friend, right? Because mm -hmm. we spent 40 hours a week for however many, like for a year, a school year. Well, yeah, that level of proximity and that constant frequency in high school, it's a little less. By the time you get to college, it takes a little more effort. Now where we are in the world today, especially with the digital landscape, you know, you have to intentionally create those hours. Yeah. And I believe that you can shave a lot off. Um, when uh, it's funny, I was uh, over at GV's house today and he has a poster and it says, love everyone, tell the truth. Mm -hmm. So if, if we get together and I say, look, Tom, here's the deal. Would absolutely love to have you in my network. I think our audiences are really well aligned. You do stuff I'm not good at. I think I do some stuff that maybe your audience would really appreciate. And um, here's how I roll. These are the things that I want from a partner. These are the things that I'm looking for. Would you share that with me really quick so I can know if I can be a good partner to you? Because if right. I don't, if I can't give you what you want, then I should find you somebody who can. Yeah. Right. And, and we can cut through a lot of, like a lot of the 200 hours is like the, the little dancey thing in business. We can cut through some clutter and by being referred, we can cut through another level of those hours. But no yeah. matter how you slice it to get a really good, like top-notch, top-quality referral partner, you have to invest the time. And yeah. you have to be deeply interested in them. And you have to contribute to their success personally and professionally in order yeah. for the process to work. So- yeah, and um, how, how do you know- the process is working. How do you measure success in a network? I make money. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah. So a couple of things. Um, we often, 
just like when we hire, we often hire people that are just like us because they mirror us. And we, okay, we, we hire people that are just like the parts of us that we really like about us. And so we get a mirror back, but those aren't always the best hires because they're not the ones that challenge you. They're not the one that completes you. They're not, they're not that. Mm -hmm. So when you're bringing a partner onto your nexus, you want to be interviewing them and figuring out what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? Where do their strengths shore you up that you can ask for knowledge? You can ask for resources. You can ask for help. And Mm -hmm. if I'm getting lots and lots of help, then I'm loving having somebody if they're helped. If my business is growing as a result of the storytelling that you, you know, you help me fix an email that's not performing and I make money off that email. Well, you didn't necessarily give me a referral, but I made money because Tom helped me fix the, uh, the low performing email. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I track that stuff. So I know who gave me the referrals. I know what those referrals closed for. And I, and I, and I'm, looking for that. And I'm not always hanging out with people that I like love, love emotionally. There are a Mm -hmm. lot of people that I have a lot of respect and admiration for that I really wouldn't want to drink a beer with. Yeah. You told me a story recently about somebody you met at an event who, who gave you a hard time. And the first time you met her told you, she doesn't like you. You told her you don't like her. And then you partnered with her. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And, and you know what? And they called me back and said, would you like to talk? Would you like to partner? Actually, check it out. They were like, we loved what you did so much. We actually created a spot in the event for you to be a sponsor and be like the spotlighty spotlighty. And this from somebody that we still are like, I don't really know about yeah. you, but I really respect their work and they really respect my work. And both of us freaking deliver great value and our mutual networks get value from each other even though there's weird stuff yeah and and that's a critical thing you know that they deliver great stuff they know you deliver great stuff i am so tired of the referrals and the pitching and the affiliate stuff going on where it is clear that people who are doing the referring haven't vetted the product, haven't, don't really know the person that they're referring. And it's so much different. You wrote a stingy email about that. I was like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I wrote a couple of stingy emails about that. Yeah. And, uh, um, but, uh, but that's the thing. It's, it's different than what you are talking about. You're talking about, I'm going to vet you. I am going to decide whether you provide value to my people, complement what I do, whether I can in good conscience recommend you to people in my tribe and, and vice versa, whether I believe that people in your tribe could benefit from me and you could in good conscience refer me. And unless you believe that, you know, you're, you're, um, you're playing a, a, a kind of rotten game. And, and I so respect the fact that you're talking about investing that time upfront, building a limited and exclusive community of people who live on your island and who are part of that world, who are part of your nexus, because that's where it really works. That's it is. It's, 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 and it's super important. And there's another reason because you know, we're kind of blending the conversation about the email marketing world and the referral world, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I think of 
there are sort of five levels of business relationship. You've got your acquaintances. Those are the people that you, you know, you run into them at the chamber luncheon or wherever. Hey, how you doing? Then you've got your associates. Maybe you've had a couple of conversations with them. You know them, you know about their family. You kind of know what they do, um, but really it's not going to go any further than that. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, when their networking isn't working, it's because they're hanging around with just, they're, they're focused on just those people. Sort mm-hmm. of like, okay, move over to email marketing, sort of like building the list, building the list, building the list, but you don't really do anything. You don't move the list, engage the list. You know, you don't make a call to action. You don't pull them off the list into your world, right? So mm-hmm. you're hanging around with these people that are, you know, you're drinking lots of cup of coffee, but you're not really collaborating on anything. So there's three levels of collaboration. One of those levels is what I call the advocate level. Affiliate marketing in my world is a is the lowest level of referral relationship mm-hmm. because all I'm doing is saying, hey, everybody, meet Tom. He's cool. Decide for yourself if you want to buy his stuff. Right. I think he's cool. I read right. his book. I looked like, I think Tom's cool. So yep. that's, that's as far as that goes. Now, we're, you, go I'm going to cut you off there for a second. You have done a level of vetting, you know, and first of all, you're calling it a lower level activity. It's not the same as the kind of referrals that you're, right. you're talking about with the people on your island. But even then at that lower level, you are vetting the person to some extent uh, where yeah. you know, they're cool, you know, they're authentic, you know, they're, they're real deal, you know, that, that the product, the service, whatever it is that you're referring out is valuable yeah what what i was going after in the stinging email is is those often in the same involved in the same activity right who who haven't even done that it's just they are in the circle this was the name that was passed to them to refer this time and off they go referring it well, and that whole, you know, that whole strategy and, and, and I've done it and I'll continue to do it to some extent. You know, if you want to build a business where you put a thousand people on a webinar or 12,000 people on a webinar and you sell 700 of your whatever programs and you have, you know, 10 coaches and, you know, if you're building, that's a perfectly okay model. But if you're a solo entrepreneur like you, like me, um, with a little team, you know, like a few people who do some stuff, like, you know, part-time outsource kind of people, um, you know, and you're just trying to do a cool quarter million, you really don't need to have 150 JV partners, Jeff Walker style to make that happen. And right. what you really, what you really want is you really want to take that to the next level where you're looking at those people that are actually, cause this is a big one on my, on my list. I only want 30 promotional partners at that level. Mm-hmm. at any given time. I want 30 of them. And I want them, I want them to freaking do what they said they're going to do. If they're going to mm-hmm. do a webinar swap, we're going to do a webinar swap. If we're going to do a podcast swap, the podcast swap happens as planned. If they're like it, with all of those things, everything happens as planned because if, and I'm generous, like stuff happens and people are late or whatever. Okay. But like, if there's this sort of consistency of non, non-performance, non-word keeping, I don't have time for that. And that's just a particular, that's just a particular thing for me. I maybe have less patience for it than the average bear, but I'm just like, Oh, now what I'm going to do is treat you like an acquaintance. I'm going to send you a birthday card and a Christmas card. And I'm going to say hi to you on, on ah, yeah. days. Right. right. Because 
because I'm going to move somebody else who's knocking on the door. Like, please let me on the island. Please let me on the, I'm going to, I'm going to try that person out. Right. Until I get that. The next thing that you're looking for is, okay, I want uh, people that are going to be other connectors for me. So I, I can skip, I can, well, not skip, but I can accelerate the acquaintance associate process and move somebody very quickly to advocate if you refer them to me. So if you say to me, Virginia, I told Betty Lou all about you. She serves this audience. It's a perfect fit. We've had the whole conversation. And besides that, you're both Gigi to your grandkids. How, how cool is that? So we get on and we're like Insta friends because you've already done a hundred hours of work because you've already done 200 hours with that person that's your friend, right? So you're transferring some of that over and then you become a higher level partner for me because instead of me having to fill that, that promotional partner pool from the ground up, you Mm -hmm. are dropping people into it for me that are pre-vetted and pre-qualified, which is hot, right? Then I'm also looking for people who will do this one thing. And you, you were talking about the conversation in the system. So very often we have a sales conversation. If, if you've ever done any training in sales conversations, you know, about gap conversations, right? Like, where are you now? What do you vision? What's the challenge? What have you tried? Blah, 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 yada, yada. Right. I have that same exact conversation with potential referral partners. Mm-hmm. Who are you serving? What are you doing? What are you trying to accomplish? What is your vision? What is your mission? Tell me a little bit about your values. Tell me about some of the stumbling blocks that you keep tripping over that are just in your way. And what have you tried to get rid of them? And um, if, if a, you know, I, I always ask the Gary Keller question, right? If what one thing, if, if I could do one thing for you that would make all of that easier or unnecessary, what would that one thing be? And they say, it would be this. And I say, great, I'm going to do that for you. It could be a referral. It could be knowledge. It could be a book. It could be a course. It could be a friend. It could be a lot of things. But as you get to a level where you are repeatedly on a regular basis, having that level of conversation with people, Hey, last month you said, this is what you were working on. This is what you were struggling with. Where are you? What's going on? And you're at that level. That's that level of ally that does all the things and makes things easier. And when you build out that, the working nexus, that upper level, you're working with maybe 50 people over the course of a year. And you're making a quarter million Mm -hmm. like that hot quarter million. If you just work it and if you're just starting out, yeah, you're going to have to, you're going to have to acquaintance associate advocate, acquaintance associate advocate. As some of those advocates move into what I call the ambassador position, they're bringing you new people, you know, you, you start, they start to drop the people in and you can do less of the acquaintance, the acquaintance associate. Fewer they're, cups of coffee. they're making the introductions for you. Right. Fewer cups of coffee, more collaboration. Yep. That was yep. long, but it was genius. It was genius. That's why I invited you on my podcast, aside from the fact that I like you and, and, uh, me you know. too. I like you back. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but uh, actually that leads to, that leads to an interesting point. You know, you, you were talking of the hypothetical about meeting somebody and, oh, we both, uh, we both are called Gigi by our grandkids. Okay. There, the fact that in your bio, 
you talk about I'm the mother of, I'm the wife of, I'm the grandmother of, so on and so forth. I knit scarves. You knit scarves. Exactly. That's, you know, that's not just, oh, I'm not sure why I put that in there. That's very deliberate. And those personal details and, and sort of a different context, but I'm all about it myself in my emails in my, and in my bio. Um, you know, my dog, Moose, you know, my daughter, Maddie, you know, my wife, Melissa, you know, all this personal stuff about me. How does that relate? And where does that fit into the island building, into the 200 hour rule, all of that stuff that you've been talking about, putting the personal stuff out there? The, the reality is, is that people don't do business with businesses. People do business with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went out to go buy, I needed to buy a new car last fall. Yeah. And I, I go in to buy a car mm-hmm. and I am like hell on heels. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hi, I'm going to buy a car today. Here are the conditions under which I'm going to buy a car. Da, 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 da. And one of them is that they get one shot with the sales manager. They bring me back a deal and that's the deal. And I'll take the deal or I won't take the deal. But if I say, no, I don't want that deal. And you say to me, oh, let me go back and I'm done. Like, I'm like, okay, you go ahead. And then I walk out the door, but I tell them, I'm like, when you go the second time to your sales manager, when you come back to your desk, there will be a cloud of smoke where I left from, right? (laughs) Right. And so the, the guy who gets the deal is the guy who's like, absolutely sits down and does the deal that I'm going to say yes to before, but he, but mostly they start asking me questions. So you're eyeing that car. Is that the best car for you? Why do you want that car? What kind of car are you currently driving? Uh, what is prompting this, right? They're asking me questions and they're getting, and then of course they're peppering in the, they're peppering in, they look at my phone. Oh, are those your daughters, right? Like they're asking those questions because they, I want to like them. I make myself difficult to like from the Uh, get go, but I want them to make me like them. mm -hmm. And the way you make me like you is ask me about me. Mm -hmm. That will make me like you. And so a big part of saying, I'm a mother. What does that tell you? You're like, oh, I'm a parent and I have kids. I have grown kids. Wow. I have teenagers. She must know she's ahead of the path on me. She would Mm -hmm. understand what it's like to build a business while you're trying to raise teenagers. I have a five and a half year old. Oh my God. I have a five and a half year old son. She has a five and a half year old grandson. We, I have literally gone on referral play dates where People bring their five-year-olds. We go somewhere and we all stand around and talk business while the kids are like crazy butts all over the playground, right? So it gives people an opportunity to learn you as a person and decide that that they want to do business with you. Because if I can get you to want not to support my business, I want you to want to support my life. I want you to know my husband, know my children, know my grandson. I want you to know that I have cats and dogs and field mice that the cat keeps bringing into the garage all gooey. Anyway, you know, I want you to know about those things because I want you to care about those things because my business is what supports those things that are important to me. And if I can get you caring about that, then helping me build my business is a no brainer. Right. Right. And it, and it's not 
about it's not about manipulating the other person you know if i share personal details of my life you'll like me thus we'll do business it's really rooted in i want to do business with people i have a relationship with right and, and I, I have I, relationships with people i like and, and, we and have, well we 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 just shared an example a moment ago about uh, you having a relationship with somebody you don't like, but uh, mm, let but me that's correct that. Let me correct yeah. that. I now have a relationship with someone I did not like. Did However, not like. we yeah. had a conversation about that and just and found common ground. There it is. Okay. okay. Fair enough. So had we not had 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 I not said, can we have this conversation? Because I don't like you, but you're brilliant. And yeah. I want to, if I want to refer you and I want to support your brilliance because you're brilliant and you get really good results, I have to, I have to find the juicy bits, right? Right. I need to find a reason to like you because this, it, it was a situation that happened because this happened and it, and you know, it was a tough conversation, but right. that's another point of all of this. If you're seeing somebody who's super successful and you're like, Ooh, I want them for a referral partner. I don't really like them and they don't really like me. Well, you better get over that because if you try to get into a partnership with a person just because they've got a juicy network or they've got a juicy list or they've got a juicy whatever, or they pay a juicy referral commission, you know, that's bull. You are never going to be successful in that space. Everyone, even the people that, that annoy you to no end, have juicy bits that are worth loving. And, yep. it, and the key to building a kick-ass referral network is to find the producers and then dig out the juicy bits that you can find the common ground that you can find that you can you can create biz love, right? Which is what Steve Farber talks about. Yeah. Um, because biz yep. love is a sacred thing in particularly in referral marketing. But this has been going on since since you know, the 1970s and 80s, you've got Harvey McKay, dig your well before you're thirsty, Dr. Ivan Meisner, creating relationships before you do anything else, Norman Vincent Peale, Tony Robbins, uh, Jim Rohn, Keith Ferrazzi, Tim Ferriss. I mean, these people are who they are and they were who they were, not by the power of their own awesomeness. They are who they are because of the power of the connections and the relationships that they built. Think about Sir Richard Branson and Necker Island. And mm -hmm. when you, you know, who he, what it is, I have friends who are friends with the, Sir Richard Branson and what that is like to be friends with him. And he is who he is because he has friends he can ask for favors and they will do anything for him. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need is we need that group of people that when it's all going to heck in a handbasket, you can say, I'm dying here. I need your help. And they're like, absolutely, because they don't want your ship to sink. Right. but it's not about your business. It's because your ship is awesome. Right. Right. And I was going to, I was going to respond to that and say, it's not, it's not so much about, they don't want your ship to sink as they want your ship to, to sail, sail to the sail to the rainbow or yeah. whatever the metaphor ought to be. Whatever it is. <laughs> whatever it is. I wanna, I, I'm like, <laughs> I am Moana. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> like, oh no. Now we're singing, now which is like, probably a signal that we need to wrap this mess up. This Hawaiian, like, <laughs> like background music. Like, uh, so on that note, you can either sing or state 
for our audience how they can find you where where can they dig deeper where they can where can they dig deeper first of all um don't live on my i want you on my list so the way you get on my list is to download the referral alchemy report it explains to you how to build a nexus and why you want it like what is the gain if you are willing to take this longer route because it is not a flash in the pan thirty thousand dollars in five days blah 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 it's steady 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 like jenny bellinger tom she started with me six and a half years ago um and she's doubled her annual revenue year after year after year it is a slow and steady slog uh in order to make that happen yeah and so if you're willing to do the process year after year the then you will see the benefit and the referral alchemy report explains all of that um it's also going to explain to you why it's necessary before you do any other marketing tactic because mm -hmm. you need people to help you long before you need to build a list. Yep. So, uh, and the referral alchemy report is a great way. The next thing is I love, 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 love when people don't live on my list. Uh, I believe that contacts, contact, like collecting and list building are great beginnings, but what we really want to do is build relationship and community. So I invite you to um, go to Facebook and join the Get Connected community. Just mentioned that you heard uh, heard about this group on Facebook on Tom's podcast so that I know to say yes, because I don't take strangers. I only take referrals into the group. Uh, and lastly, connect with me on LinkedIn uh, because that's a place where if you message me on LinkedIn, I'm sure to message you back. However, I do ask you to not pitch me because if you pitch me, I will probably pitch you back and tell you that you need to take my class. <laughs> there it is. You stop pitching. Strangers. Yeah, you you have a built-in pitch defense, which is basically, hey, uh, I kind of think you're doing this wrong. How about if you learn from me a better way to do this? It's I love it. Yeah, yeah I love it. And and uh, we're gonna put the links to all those things you mentioned: the Facebook community, connecting on LinkedIn, and the report in the show notes, but um, do you know off the top of your head that the URL for that report? I do, Tom. However, when I put it, if I give it to you right now, first of yeah. all, your listeners are not going to write it down, but it, well, we won't be able to track it. So we won't be able to know that it came. We're going to put it in the, we're going to put it in the, in the uh, show notes. That's beautiful. Yeah, Just put it in the show notes. And, and here's why, because I can tell you the website uh, and it's generic, but I, I want to be able to say, Tom, I'm so excited. 30 of your listeners jumped on that report and then I want yep. to take him out to lunch and I want to thank him appropriately. And so uh, for having me on the show and for always being such a good friend and promoting me uh, because, you know, reciprocity and, and gratitude are, are linked hand in hand. So on that note, I will say I am grateful, Virginia, that you spent some time with me this afternoon, that you shared your wisdom about, uh, so many things with the list and uh yeah um i i can't wait to have that lunch i can't wait to promote what you do uh more to to my world it's fun being on your island so thank you for that and thanks to those of you who are listening or who are watching if you enjoyed what you heard please please go and give this podcast a five-star review on uh, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen so that other people can discover it and 
take part in the goodness that we are sharing. For more about Story Power Marketing, go to storypowermarketing.com, click for free resources, join the mailing list, all sorts of good stuff that you can get there. And again, check the show notes of this episode so that you can find the ways to connect with Virginia and she can thank me with a awesome lunch. Awesome lunch. Thank you. Arlo Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> See y'all down the road. Thanks for listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com slash resources, where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails, download free business building resources, and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com slash resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.